can I just for a moment talk about like mid to light spoilers for Assassin's Creed Valhalla? Sure. Okay. So it's like not not super spoiler heavy. So basically, um, there is a mission in the game where you have to go meet up with your brother Sigurd, and he's been hanging out with this uh, like capital A assassin guy from the from the Crete from the Brotherhood, if you will. So he is trying to get your brother to chase after this like artifact that I can assume is related to some of the other artifacts that we've chased after in previous Assassin's Creed games. And he's like, your brother's totally bought into it. But you, the player character, are like, no, this is not why we're here in England. We're here for other reasons. Let's go take care of that other stuff, and then we can do this sort of on the side. And Sigurd is like, no, no, no. I'm in charge. We're doing it my way. We're going after the dumb assassin stuff. And wow, I was sitting, sitting there thinking like, how emblematic of this is this of the entire Assassin's Creed franchise <laughs> where we're like, can we just do the assassin stuff that, that we thought like the fun stuff that's in the title and in all the gameplay trailers. And then, uh, but Ubisoft <laughs> is like, now go do the, do the overarching weird shit. I think, like, I, I laughed when you first said you have some, like, light spoilers for the story of Assassin's Creed because, uh, is it, this might get me some heat online here, but I don't think, like, the story of Assassin's Creed is, like, the thing no. you go there for. Definitely not anymore. I did like the punch out with the Pope at the end of Assassin's Creed 2. I think if someone had spoiled that for me, I would have not liked that. I would have loved if someone had spoiled that Assassin's Creed 3 was going to be Garbo for me. <laughs> I would have I would have really liked <laughs> those are the spoilers we all need. <laughs> and then I would have loved a spoiler of like, hey, but you will really enjoy four. Just being a pirate, going around doing pirate things, singing she- sea shanties. I-, I know there's not a lot of logic in the game, but like what is the logic of in Black Flag like chasing like the musical paper around to get the, the new shanty? Oh, this is easy. Okay. So have you ever been walking around I mean in the before times have you ever been walking around you know the city or like you know like a downtown sort of area or maybe like a like a nice quaint little port and then a musician was there and he was carrying a bunch of loose leaf papers running to his next appointment where he was gonna be playing the piano or whatever the fuck and then he just he fell and he dropped them all and then you were like i'm gonna chase this one and use use my free running abilities to jump through this tree and onto this roof and down the steeple and then it's like oh (laughs) thank you this this, i appreciate being able to read the sheet music now for my sharona because as we all know pirates they are they are known for their literacy and their ability to sight read music and apparently their time traveling ability to get my sharona (laughs) oh it's uh, sorry ye old sharona (laughs) Yeah, I think you've perfectly described the thing I miss most about a pre-pandemic world. (laughs) Yeah, just seeing the musicians drop their their stuff and picking up pages and whatever. There's a new thing in Assassin's Creed Valhalla now, the same thing, but tattoo designs. So have you ever been walking around... Uh, and like a tattooist, tattoo artist, excuse me, tattooist. you know, drops drops all of their all of their pages and, and designs and sketches, and you know, you you do your free running through you know a building, jump through a house, and and finally you grab you grab the tattoo design, and then you say, well, this is this is mine now, and then you take it and you leave. So you're finding the design of the tattoo, mm-hmm. huh? And then you you take it to your uh, your settlement, and you have a tattoo artist. And you know what's weird about that? I mean, so I have tattoos. I know I know you, at least to my understanding, you do not. And 
my understanding of them is that they are pretty permanent. <laughs> but with <laughs> Assassin's Creed Valhalla, uh, you can just go and get them, get new ones. Like it, it's you get like left arm tattoo, right arm tattoo, face tattoo, whatever, and you just cycle through them. <laughs> so do do you see like the tattoo artist putting them on you? Is it just like nope. like a sheet of paper and some water, and it's really just no? Like... <laughs> it is. It's a literally a menu. <laughs> I thought I thought there'd be like some sort of little cutscene about like oh this is fun getting tattooed on his face, and maybe he's not gonna like that because I wouldn't like that or or whatever. But no, yeah. But this isn't a tattoo cast. Uh, <laughs> This isn't a tattoo cast. This is Hitbox. Welcome back to Hitbox, episode 20. Justin, I remember at 10, at episode 10, I remember what you, you know what they said to us? You're, ne- you're never going to make it to 20. Are you kidding me? Yeah, they all said weeks? it. They all told us every single I one I know. As as soon as as soon as we got done recording episode 10, I, I was flooded with messages, emails, text, uh, 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 text galore of people saying, you can't keep this up. Come on. Look at you. Look at you. Look at Justin. You think that you guys have 10 more episodes in you? And you know what? To all the haters out there, we did it. Episode 20. Welcome. How are you, Justin? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. We we had some snow this morning. Uh, the winter is, is here. It's not here anymore. It, it was I was going quick... to say, I looked out the window and, and no snow to be seen. Yeah, it was a quick dusting, but it still made me feel festive and in the holiday spirit. Though I do have to sure. say this year out of every year in my life, um, being a... a, a education person whether it was a student um, or a teacher i don't have like the hope that a snow day is going to be coming anymore because with learning from home we can we don't need to worry about traveling and getting right. off our cars like we, we gotta we gotta go in even if there is an inch of snow on the ground do you think that like if i were a principal and i'm not and this is probably why among other reasons <laughs> um <laughs> but do you think that I mean, I know the answer is no, but I guess my question is, wouldn't it be great if the principal at your school, um, wonderful, wonderful man, by the way, I know him well, he follows me on Twitter, and every time I tweet, I think about the fact that he might see the tweet that I sent. <laughs> but anyway, um, do you think he's, like, on the first big snow, he's going to be like, y'all, cancel your school days, come on, it's a snow day, come on. Or, like, is that is that in the likely... Does it have any likelihood? I, I don't You're think, like, like, from no. the administrator's perspective, they'll, they'll say that. But I wonder how many kids will come up with the excuse about, like, yeah, I can't get to class today. Snow. Yeah, traffic's really bad. Oh, can't <laughs> do it. a lot of slush. That's, would you give it to a student who did that? Like, if I did that to you, if I was in your class and I was like, you know, teach, I'd love to come, on, I'd love to come in. But yeah, I'm, I'm stuck, stranded inside. I got to go outside to play. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Like, what would my reaction to that be? Yeah, would you let me do it? I mean, you can't. I mean, I, can't, I have do? no control over uh, right. what you can and cannot do. So, I, I guess mean, that's very true. It would happen. <laughs> that's, I, you're, you're totally right. But, um, can we, can we talk about games real quick? Let's talk about some moment? games. We, we can get back to snow day, school day talk later. But, um, I, I do want to talk about video games with you. Before we get into it, what are, what are you playing right now? All right. So, I, I've been going through a couple of things, just trying to get some checks off my list. Um, Mm -hmm. And remember that uh, last week I was talking about Spider-Man Miles Morales 
and how mm-hmm. they committed the sin of making you replay the game. Yeah, for the Platinum. For the Platinum. Immediately Sounds after like our podcast, it. I started playing through it again uh, yep. to get the Platinum. And let me just say it took five hours from beginning to end. And that included some dinner breaks, some uh, okay. taking the dog out breaks. Uh, mm-hmm. because just mainlining it was pretty easy to do. Uh, but the right. thing that was even more annoying than having to play the game again, you could only skip one out of every three of the cutscenes you were watching. Classic. And there was Classic. no rhyme or reason for it. And if they tell yeah. me it's because, oh, they're loading in the background. No, I am playing on a PS5. There is no excuse for that. Your, your sure. one thing you tout is that zero load time. So why are you making me watch this cutscene? I understand. But, but I, I, I did beat it, and I did get the platinum, and it did feel pretty nice. Did you see all those videos about like how apparently it records your audio? <laughs> yes. Like yes. now when you get the trophy, so like you have these things about people beating Dark Souls bosses and then like screaming into their microphone with joy. Yes. Uh, how do you feel about? That? I wouldn't like that personally. I don't want you to hear what I'm doing because I feel like every achievement I get or whatever it's gonna be like. Of just me yeah. breathing really heavy in my, you know what I mean? It'll just like, probably like make the audio quality of the video sound worse because you have your like yes. self like breathing or just silently sitting there. Like I don't think yeah. there's ever been a trophy I got that I like started to like throw up and like my hands up in the air and start screaming in happiness. No, I think like I think all the darks, the demon souls ones are really funny. Obviously, <laughs> especially when people are like, I didn't know it was recording. I do apologize for the <laughs> things I said in this video, but uh, yeah. So so you did get the you got the platinum for for. Spy, uh, Spy, Spiles Morales? Marvel Spiders Man's Miles Morales. A lot of yeah. S's in there, and I, I messed that one up. I'll say it again. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, go ahead. Get your clean take. Uh, it, Marvel's Avengers. So I saw that that game had a 95% player drop-off. Oh, I'm sure it has. Like, there's no <laughs> reason to keep coming back. Like, No. So then what else have you been playing? So I actually did start Spirit Fair, uh, thanks to yeah. the Xbox Game Pass. Um, what do you think of it? Uh, it's it's kind of exactly what you said, and it's like a weird, it's a weird, it's a weird genre to like kind of put your finger on it because it's not right. It, it is technically a management sim, um, but it's also like a very like specific quest based, almost RPG type of mm-hmm. game as well. Um, but you know, it is kind of fun to just sit there and put it on the background and like if you're doing some like other work you can just like you know travel to your next destination get your pick up your crates get your new crafting materials i guess my question is does it get more involved other than just kind of like going to places checking out a uh, checking off like list of yeah things? well mm, let me say this that is what you do this in this game it gets more involved in like as your ship gets bigger and as you need more items and as you need more like you, what do you have built? Do you have like a loom yet? I do not have a loom yet, but that's I think the next thing I'm building towards. Yeah. Okay. So you get a loom, and you get like a sawmill, and you get like a, um, like all sorts of different, like an orchard and a garden and a field and like a smelting. What's it, what's like a flame? What's a like a blacksmith shop kind of? Sure. Yeah. So so, the thing like you it adds more and more and more stuff into what you're doing. But that is the primary gameplay loop of go here, take care of this quest. Okay, well, we can't get to this place yet, so let's take care of this quest and then sort of like that. I'm actually, right now, I'm a little stuck in it because I've been to all the islands that I can actually go to, but I don't have any quests right now that I can complete because all the items are things I've never heard of. Mm. So, like, so like I don't even know where to go. But um, Elena is uh, chugging along through that game, so I'm going to... 
going to recruit her for a little bit of guidance, which is the first time I've ever been like in recent memory. I've not been like stuck in a game to the point where I'm like, I don't know what to do uh, in forever. But can I talk about Celeste for just one second? I finished the last like 20 minutes after we finished our podcast last week. (laughs) Uh, Like I was literally at the last the last handful of jumps. Um, and, And yeah, so I did it. And I believe the Stadia version does not have those accessibility settings. That's like the most backwards thing ever. I know, <laughs> I know, because I because there were certain um, uh, levels that I got to that I was like, I need more jumps <laughs> to just bypass this. But uh, I so I beat it on the regular, the regular one jump, two jump sort of settings, and that game is hard. And at the end, I don't know if you've played it. At the end, there's an epilogue chapter where someone takes you to a, a another spot on the map and is like. Hey, uh, do you want to go through here? And they basically, you need these four hearts to continue. And those four hearts come from the B-side, extremely hard levels that you unlock throughout the game. And uh, I had only found two of the B-side tapes and you need four hearts to play them the, to get the real ending, I guess. And I was like, no, weird. Celeste ended at chapter seven. I don't know what <laughs> all that was about. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I know that's, that's the same place that, that I kind of ended up at that too. Because I think there's like an inside the mountain level. Yeah. And and I was like I was okay I, I had gotten what I wanted to out of it, and I thought it was I thought it was very good. I see I see on here that you also have Fortnite down. Have you been bit by the bug? Uh, so sort of like let me be let me be very clear with you. I have no idea what the story stuff is in Fortnite. Like apparently yeah. things are happening, but like there's apparently multiple realities or whatever. And this new okay. season is all about bounty hunters. Oh yes yes. And like uh, the first battle pass character you get sort of is the the mandalorian mm-hmm. um and like there's a bunch of that's his song oh that's pretty good <laughs> <laughs> um but then like a bunch of the other characters you get in a lock in the battle pass are bounty hunters that i guess are made up maybe they're from some other things i'm not quite sure in Kratos in there? Well, Kratos was released not as a bounty hunter, but just as a skin pack. Like, what a crazy... This has been a crazy... If you are into Fortnite even a little bit, this has been a crazy week for you because you probably bought the Battle Pass. You probably bought the, the Kratos skin if you're in a God of War. You probably bought the Joker skin. There's, like, a Batman uh, pack that you could be, like, Poison Ivy Joker and, I guess, a, I don't know who the other character is. Um, but like, yeah, it seems like, you know, if, if you're into this stuff, they've released a lot of good stuff for December, probably on purpose. Can I talk about, uh, call the sea real quick? Sure. So, uh, as we are recording this right now, this game is not out, but it will be out next Tuesday. And it is, I think it's an Xbox exclusive and it is about a woman named Nora following the trail of her husband, um, and his expedition in the South Pacific in like the 1930s. Have you, do you know anything about this game? No, no, I was just making the call of the sea sound. Oh, gotcha. I, I do appreciate that, and I think that that is very fun and cute and quirky. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, it's like a first-person puzzle puzzle game, and my greatest fear sort of came out with this game. Uh, so there's no guides for it right now, and I got like stuck, like 100% tree-stumped, stuck, stumped in this section of the game. I had to message the developers... <laughs> Oh I no! Like, what do I do? What do I do? Uh, but I finished it, and it's um, probably on Game Pass. So check it out on there. Oh, is it really? I mean, it will be. Oh, that's cool. So, so I would, I would be. Yeah, you said it's a first-person puzzler. Like, what do you do in moment to moment? 
So you're walking around. It, it's like one step short of like a walking simulator kind of story. You're basically walking around trying to collect clues and pick up the pieces of like what happened to my husband's expedition. Basically, you have the sickness where you have these like black spots on your hands and you're like apparently really, really sick. I mean, I don't know if it's not to me, it lo- sort of looked like eczema, but like <laughs> I wouldn't go, go across the world to maybe fix that. I would maybe see a local doctor. But you're basically picking up the uh, not stupid. You're basically picking up the um, the pieces of his expedition because he went on this journey to try and find a cure for your sickness, and it gets weird from there. It's inspired by like the works of one H.P. Lovecraft, but it's not a horror game. It just like takes some of that sort of inspiration. And if I am being honest with you, that is the stuff I don't like. <laughs> oh no. I don't want to spoil it, but I'm not going to, you know, maybe we'll talk about this next week after the game has been out, if anyone has played it and is interested in talking about it. Uh, just an aside, mm. Cthulhu? Yeah. No, oh. Cthulhu does not make an appearance. Oh, okay. I know. We'll move on and we'll talk about it at a later date. Awesome. That sounds great. <laughs> um, all right. So I, I guess I could talk about Yakuza now, but did you want to talk about your update of the Xbox or the PlayStation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's let's talk about this. So I don't. I still don't have a PlayStation. The the direct cues and stuff have just been like, it's been dumb. And you know, it, and it disheartens me to see that. You know, have you seen this? Like, group of scalpers has like three thousand PlayStations when they have more stock than Sony does. And that sucks. You know, don't, don't do that. But, um, so I'm still trying to, to get that PS five, but randomly I'm like Tuesday, I'm just hanging out and getting some work done. And you know, one Wario 64 drops a link saying, Hey, Xbox series X is up on the Microsoft store. So I'm like, I don't need this. I mean, we've talked about in past episodes, me saying like, yeah, I don't, we don't need this yet, but I'm like, what, what, who cares? Whatever. Might as well. So I'm clicking through, and I'm like, this is not going to go through. And, oh, I got it in my cart. Haha, ha, LOL. <laughs> this is so funny. And so I'm clicking through, and it's like, I got to edit my credit card information. Oh, my gosh. Let me just grab this out. And it's like, at each step, I keep thinking, like, well, surely this is when I'm going to lose it here. And then it just goes through, and I get a text on my phone, like, hey, did you make this purchase? I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> oh, no. What have I done? Not that that's bad, but, like, you know, we've talked about, like, this is not necessary at the moment. But so I have an Xbox Series X on the way. It should be here uh, December 23rd. So there, there. it seems like they're sort of backed up and, you know, getting the ships shipped out and everything like that. But I've secured the bag on one next gen console. I cannot believe it was on my literal first try getting an Xbox. <laughs> like literally it was as if I was shopping on any other day. I just put it in my cart and then it went through. And then I started get, like thinking like, oh, that must be the case for everyone. Like it just might, must be pretty simple to get your hands on. No. A bunch of people are like, "Hey, still can't get through. Hey, can't get it." But I got a, I got a dub. Yeah, I mean that I seems like just like kind of the right place at the right time. And I think with yeah. with people just seem to be foaming at the mouth so much about the PlayStation Five that I feel like that's where like a lot of the scalpers are going and everything, which is just yeah. like making that whole problem not enjoyable. But um, I I think getting a, a Series uh, X, I keep thinking in my head like I kept saying like, "Oh no." The computer, the computer game pass is fine. Or worst case scenario, I can go back to my um, old uh, Xbox One. Uh, mm-hmm. But like, let me tell you, the loading times have just—I don't want to sound like that person, 
but when but you it, go it back to play it, like... anything on that Xbox, it's just so mm-hmm. slow. And, and yeah. it's not just an Xbox thing. This is also a PlayStation 4 thing. Like, you're doing anything on those systems, and it's just, it is just, it, it's hard to deal with. Yeah. So that is that is the update for me, and hopefully next week I'll have a PS4 at 5 as well, but, you know. <laughs> you just keep trying. Justin, you have written in our show notes, you should play this Yakuza Like a Dragon, and I need you to... to Explain that just a little bit for okay, me. Okay, so like I want to start off by uh, first of all, Yakuza Like a Dragon would be a great game for you to play when you get your Xbox Series okay. X because it's currently um, the only version of the game that has the uh, optimized for Series X like mm-hmm. logo on it. So it runs better allegedly than PlayStation Five. Um, it runs better than it does in PlayStation Four. Um, Pro, like all those things. In fact, the uh, upgraded version, the PS5 version, doesn't come out, I believe, until May or... or, Oh, shoot, uh, yeah. Sometime later in the year. So it has, like, the Pro version exclusive rights to this game. So if you want to get the best experience of it, it would be to play it on the Series X. Now, I've been playing it. uh, I bought the PS5 version. I got, like, a deal at Best Buy. It was, like, 35 bucks. And uh, I've been playing the PlayStation 4 version in my PlayStation 5. And um, uh, it's it's great. (laughs) Like, and not not the game. I'm going to talk about the game in a second, but actually, like, the performance stuff. From what all I've been hearing is that the PlayStation 4 version is slower. Even the Xbox uh, One and the Xbox uh, uh, X uh, Mm -hmm. versions uh, don't look as good or play as good or the the load times are bad but on the playstation 5 i don't see a single load time and like you it's those uh funny things when you see like a tip screen of things you probably want to read but like by the time you're processing what the tip screen is it's already loaded and done so i've had no issues with that um and you know looking into the kind of the history of yakuza i keep saying it wrong my whole life i've been saying yakuza but it's actually yakuza um yeah yeah this game was mostly a lot of these games were uh, associated with PlayStation. If I'm correct, I think uh, Like a Dragon is one of the first ones to be on an Xbox platform. Um, or at, uh, That sounds right. Yeah. And uh, which is kind of a, a big get for Microsoft if you're thinking about that, like a series that has, you yeah. know, I, I think it has. It's hard for me to know if this series has a cult following or kind of like a video game uh following of people who play video games who know it like i would definitely say this is not a mainstream game but it seems extraordinarily popular yeah and i think the people who like it like are so deep are so like deep into it so i think you should play this game and i i'm not i don't want i'm not gonna like tell you you yet like you do this or else or anything like that i'm just gonna try to Mm -hmm. make the case for why you should play this game now, um, for those of you in the world who don't know uh, what the uh, Yakuza games are, they're basically like uh, Japanese uh, crime mob movies. Um, yeah. And uh, this is the first one I've played like officially, but I've done just a little bit of like research, like looking at the history of of them and everything. And uh, they usually follow a character, and there's a lot of cutscenes, a lot of stories, and a lot of like weird side character things and activities that you do. Essentially, they're open world games that you run around a city in Japan, uh, and you can do side quests. You can go to, to uh, restaurants to eat food, you know, all this kind of stuff. And up until like a dragon, they've all been like beat 'em up kind of games. 
Um, mm-hmm. So you'd run around, f- people would come at you, you'd fight them, kind of like a bad version of like a, a, a bat- Batman punching game. Right, yeah. You know? And and I say bad version, no disrespect to the game, because I haven't played them enough, so I wouldn't know. Right. But uh, they're, the, they're really engrossing stories that regardless of what the content is, it's kind of interesting how they go about them. And I don't want to say they're high production value, but the story themselves are written to be high production value stories that they mm-hmm. really think about all these plot characters and, the, and the, the, the plot devices and these characters and they've developed them all so well. And this game, Insta- uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon, is not a uh, beat-em-up game like the past ones. It's the first time they went into the RPG route. And when we were looking at the Game Awards list, I was like, there's no way that's an RPG game. And then, it, it is. Yeah, it yeah. totally is. <laughs> um, so you add all that other stuff with this fighting system that's a little bit more intentional, I think, than a lot of the other ones in the past about just kind of like running around beating people up, throwing uh, uh, bicycles at them. Now, you can mm-hmm. still in this game throw bicycles at people. But sure. you got the story and you got a combat that's a little bit more engaging to, to kind of play with. Mm-hmm. The story itself starts off with like the origin story of this uh, crime boss. You, you uh, meet, uh, it starts off with like this play, this like kind of dramatic play about two people uh, who are mm-hmm. like fighting each other. One's a woman, one's this man who's this great fighter. And then it kind of ends with the two of them like killing each other. And then they dramatically die and the audience is like, like yeah woo woo mm-hmm. and then uh you kind of get to understand that the girl and the man who were fighting well the girl was actually a young boy and the man she was fighting was her dad and they have like this really strong relationship and then they're all like they they uh the the dad like takes the kid out to dinner to to celebrate like a very special occasion they just go to this wonderful restaurant and then the dad gets shot by a by a mafia boss, and you don't know why. Mm. And then it like cuts to the future, and then you've seen the mafia boss boss grow up, and like it's like kind of dark and dramatic, and like the, like really kind of well done and well produced. Uh, the person who plays the grown up version of uh, the uh, mafia boss is George Takai. Uh, ah, so if if you're doing the English dub, of course. Mm-hmm. Um. But then you meet like your your main character at that point, who is basically like this enforcer uh, for uh, the clan, the Arakawa family, I think it is. And you get to like know who this enforcer is. You get to see the relationship between him and this mob boss. It's very kind of like father son relationship in a way. Um, and the the main character you're playing is a guy named Ichiban Kasuga, and he is yes. just he is a. Uh, he is a, a mess up of a character. He is just like a bad enforcer. Um, he's like not very good at being a Yakuza. Uh, he's very like overly emotional and everything he does, it's like level 100. And it's kind of like poorly comical sometimes about how he reacts to things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then basically it ends up you have to go to prison to protect the family. And you basically sacrifice yourself for the family. And then when you get out of prison, everything has changed. Uh, the mob boss doesn't want to talk to you anymore. And you're basically been kind of like separated from it. And you're so angry about this and you're trying to find out why they kind of like kicked you out of the clan. And like you're, you're trying to get your, I guess, revenge at that point after sacrificing being in prison for 18 years for this group. And they just basically threw you off. Uh, hmm. And like the story itself is like, 
I'm loving this like main kind of story thing that's going on. Yeah. So first of all, I think you would like it because you like story stories and games. I do. And this story is engaging. And this game is probably about 85% of the story. Like, I have played seven okay, cool. hours so far, and I've probably only played maybe an hour and a half, like, in that sure, time. Sure. Because there's just so much story. And a lot of times you'll be doing, like, a like a 10-minute cutscene. You'll do, like, 30 seconds to a minute of a fight. And then it's another, like, 10-minute cutscene, like, kind of between right, right. it. Which is, you know, it, as long as you kind of go in knowing that that's going to be the case. Like, I don't think that's a bad thing. Uh, but... The uh, fighting system itself is uh, very reminiscent of the Dragon Quest games, obviously, because the main character in this is like in love with Dragon Quest. It talks about yeah. it, references it constantly, um, and it reminds me a lot of Dragon Quest Eleven, which I had played earlier this year, uh, with the type of RPG combat it is. So it's like one of those that um, you have your health in your MP, and basically uh, you have to like as you're just exploring the world and the dungeons, you have to like in your brain like be like, all right, how much do is this a battle that I'm gonna have to use all my MP on, or do I have to wait and just use like basic attacks and si- simple attacks to do that kind of stuff? It's not super hard at this point. Um, I think I'm pretty over-leveled in it just because I've been doing a lot of the side quests along the mm-hmm. way. So the combat itself is pretty easy. But I, there is like some kind of strategy in there uh, because the way the battle is set up, you can't move your characters around necessarily. It doesn't necessarily matter where you move them. But sometimes position matters and like which enemy you're fighting matters. Because yeah. if there are three enemies you're fighting and you want to go for the one that's furthest away because they're the bigger threat, so you basically have to run past a different enemy to hit the one in the back. If you hit that, if you run past an enemy, there's a chance they might trip you up. So they'll hurt you and then cancel that attack. Uh, Dang, okay, cool. So it's kind of like based on like the area you're fighting in. And then if you like knock an enemy down and then you have the next opponent, uh, your next character attack it, it does like extra bonus damage to it. So there is kind of some just strategy on that level of things. Mm-hmm. And it's also like just bonkers how they do this fighting system. Uh, literally at a point, like there's uh you're fighting these people and for the most part they're just like other gangs or like random people on the street you're fighting these like three people and all of a sudden the battle starts and then all the characters change into like loony versions of themselves like one's like a giant like a really fat man like a really like cartoony fat man and the other ones have like little like creepy like eyes and are going back and forth and your main Mm. character is like guys are you seeing this did they these people just change for you and all the other party members are like no man are you okay and he's like they look they look really different they you're you're not seeing this are you and they're like uh no and they're like this is strange um and they definitely have that like loopy stuff and instead of having like a mage uh your mage character is a homeless person so it's fire his fire attacks are like him drinking whiskey and like blowing into uh, like a little blowtorch and stuff like that um, so they're kind of clever with how they are making uh, a Yakuza game, which is grounded in reality, I guess you could say, um, making it like kind of like realistic. And it's kind of weird how they're doing it, but it's definitely tongue in cheek. And yeah, I-, I was sending you like messages throughout the week as I was playing it like a very like confused like WTF faces because the game is so weird because you have this like really like dramatic crime story 
mixed in with this weird dragon quest tongue-in-cheek kind of like side stuff Mm -hmm. and i think the game is known for having like loopy side quests and this game definitely has loopy side quests and even though the side quests are usually just like go here beat this guy up and then talk to this person um like the setup to all of them is is, like crazy like there's this one where there were a bunch of uh there's this guy who this police officer who was upset because there was someone who was publicly urinating in a in a river and i've heard about this yeah, yes and like he couldn't he like didn't observe it so he couldn't ca- capture the person so he basically says like do you want to do this and you're like sure so you basically have to wait around until you see like to find the person who's urinating in there and you get there and there's like four options there are four men who are turned with their back to you um like who looks like they may be peeing <laughs> in the river right. and you have to evaluate their stances and choose which one is the is the criminal based on how how they're standing like I, i'm assuming I, I picked the first the the right one uh to begin with because i you know i know what it looks like to pee i guess um, I, but like yeah. i guess one of them is probably on their phone someone's probably like they're probably doing stuff like that but like mm-hmm. it, you know just like stupid stuff like that and then you have to beat the guy up <laughs> <laughs> good solution yeah. i like it yeah i like like everything in the game um so they have a bunch of those like little fun side quests and they're all like kind of like fun and like well told stories and uh i you know the the plot itself kind of moves around like fast enough that mm-hmm. there's always something to do but you never feel overwhelmed in the open world i think the combat is fun uh it's it, it, trying to think about like connecting it to it is a little bit, it reminds me a little bit of Persona 5. And I think I that's say, why, why the other reason that you might like it is because it, it has the story and the combat that's very similar to kind of Persona 5. Yeah, because with you describing like all of this stuff, I'm kind of like, this does sound like Persona, which is 100% my thing. You know, I didn't know it was my thing. And then now it is absolutely my thing. And, and I want to tell you something uh, on top of all that. Yeah. You are going to recognize 95% of these voice actors. Oh, I'm sure. Because they are all the same voice actors from Persona 5. Oh, like, I, legitimately. Really interesting. Oh, that's awesome. So You know what's so funny? Yeah, go ahead. No, you go ahead. So so um, I never paid attention to voice actors before, and now I'm starting to, for whatever reason, I don't know what clicked in me, but now I'm starting to be like, oh, interesting. So Elena and I, Elena was with me when we finished Call of the Sea, and the main character... Uh, is Sissy? She's the the woman in Firewatch. Okay. And then the the credits roll, and Harry, the the husband, is like Yuri Lowenthal, and she's like, "Who is that?" I'm like, "That's Sasuke Uchiha from Naruto. That is uh, Spider Man from the new Spider Man stuff. Like, that's wild. I had apparently there's only five people who work in games." Um, voice acting <laughs> hey i mean i would take that job in an instant i gotta like i would be so fun oh my gosh that would be that would be that would be great can you hit me with just uh, just some lines real quick just for your audition tape um okay <clears throat> don't pee in that lake okay sure sure here uh, here's here's mine reloading that's for like a, like oh, a, i can just imagine what that would sound like you know when you're doing it like uh, grunts and sound effects yeah. i'm sure that's like pages of that like angry grunt happy grunt slightly hurt yeah. grunt really hurt grunt you gotta be creative with that that's my anime one <laughs> <laughs> so um this does sound cool though this does i definitely think uh i i understand why people like this series if the series, the other games are, are like this, and I'm sure they are. Uh, yeah. And 
the the one thing I would say about this game that makes it a little less that makes me a little less enthusiastic about it uh, in terms of continuously playing it, in terms of recommending other people to play it, or even to go back and play the other Yakuza games, is I think a lot of the production quality uh, at certain points in terms of like graphics, in terms of things, is pretty low. <laughs> okay. And also I found out that uh, there haven't been many of the, of the games that have been voiced over with English uh, dubs. Oh, in fact, this is uh, the one of the first ones in last year's Judgment, which is in the same uh, Yakuza world. Uh, we're yeah. the only two, I think, since one of the first ones on PS2 to have English hmm. dubs in them. Um, not that 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 it would be a big thing, but I do like to just kind of like watch these as like a TV show sometimes instead of having and, to read. Yeah, yeah, and instead of reading, because I feel like a lot of the times I'll just kind of click through stuff unless I'm like hearing the performances. So mm-hmm. I, I just think it's like adding to that enjoyment of the story for me a little bit. Um, but overall, like I, I don't know ultimately if I'm going to end up beating this game, uh, mostly because it's like a you know 35 to 60 hour RPG and cyberpunk's right, on right. the way. Uh, but I definitely am. Uh, I'm impressed at it, and mm-hmm. I I like it, and I think you will too. Interesting. This seems like the kind of thing, like exactly what you said. This seems like a early next year catch up kind of thing. Once you know, I'm done with Cyberpunk and whatever else maybe that I'm having to wrap up. But um, dang, Justin, can we talk about Star Wars just for a second here? Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> okay, so. Uh, You've been keeping up with The Mandalorian, yes? Oh, it's so good. Okay, so I have not. I mean, I have been, but I'm not up to date. I'm like two episodes behind, I think. And there's something about winter, winter time, that makes me, that like has a connection to Star Wars. I think it's probably because since like, what, 2015 when The Force Awakens came out, they've been pumping out a Star Wars movie in, in December every, you know, however many years. And we're getting there and there's no there's no star wars movie this year yeah sad. We, i mean we got we have the mandalorian obviously but um that that sort of struck up this this conversation about star wars in games how how familiar are you with star wars in games it's a rhetorical question obviously i'm looking at the list of games you've played <laughs> but our audience can't see that okay get off my back so what kind of star wars games have you played Justin? so i have to say like growing up i uh, i my first i actually brought a prop uh, with me that you'll see, but our, our listeners won't be able to. So my first mm-hmm. real like connection with Star Wars uh, was when I was growing up, um, and they released in, I think it was, at least according to the copyright on this, was in 97, when they re-released the special special editions of the Star Wars trilogy. Mm. So I have this box that's the VHS that has the VHS of um, the original uh, four episodes 4, 5, and 6, I guess you can uh, call them. And they were the remastered versions with all those controversial choices that George Lucas yeah. made and everything in it. Like, you know, the one where you have, yes. like, random, like, computer-generated characters walking around. Nine things and, walking in front of the screen at once. Yeah. yeah. And also with these uh, VHSs, like, bo- there was, like, a 15-minute thing before each... Um, movie of George Lucas talking about what changed in the special edition. So I have vivid memories of fast forwarding (laughs) through these uh, when I was a kid. But I really liked Star Wars uh, when I watched those and I was like seven years old. Prime time to start watching Star Wars, really, when you're when mm-hmm, you're that mm-hmm. age. And I loved I loved everything about it. I loved the I loved uh, lightsabers. I loved um, you know just hoping to be a Jedi, sitting there trying to lift things with my mind. Um, but I I would say my my fandom for Star Wars was very surface level. Like I didn't go into the expanded the expanded universe and like look at all okay. the other stuff and like follow all that. 
Um, I was really into four, five, and six. And uh, when the prequels came out, I I didn't I didn't rush to see them in theaters, nor did I know they were bad for Star Wars fans when I watched them because I was no. young at the time. You know? Yes, yes. Because I mean, so like, obviously, the Phantom Menace came out when I was two years old. So. <laughs> Um, but but I grew up watching the Star Wars movies. I have with me. I also have a prop. I have one of my um, many uh, different different lightsabers. You, you can you can sort of hear that. Yeah. Um, I, have, I have a handful, but th- this is my nicest one. But um, I, yeah, I, I didn't know that Star Wars was actually bad <laughs> until like I was probably like thirteen or fourteen uh, when I watched. Have you ever seen? Red Letter Media's, like, Plunkett Star Wars reviews. Yes. Yes, I Mr. have. Mr. Not Plunkett. Mr. Plunkett. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was when I watched those that I was like, oh, yeah, these aren't actually very good. Um, but that said, I do love them. Like, I think that there are a lot of... Uh, did we talk about Spider-Man 3 on the show last week? Or maybe the week before? Elaine and I watched Spider-Man 3, the, like, horrific mm-hmm. one. And we had so much fun. Because it's so bad. It's hor- it's horrifically bad. And, and I think that the Star Wars prequels kind of fall into that as well in, in certain spots, which just like the dialogue is horrific and, and so much is, is so poorly done, but it's fun to watch, you know? Uh, and the new, the, the sequel trilogy, I thought had a very, very strong start with the force awakens. And then I thought, and I believe we're in the same opinion on this, and apparently the rest of the internet does not agree. <laughs> but I thought that the Last Jedi was a steaming pile of garbage. <laughs> like it was like I was I was in the theaters watching them kill Star Wars directly in front of me, like in front of my eyes. Is like Luke Skywalker's like drinking blue milk, and like uh, I don't know, man. And, and so so I thought that the actually Rise of Skywalker was like they did the best they could with what they had. Uh, it's not great, but it is like it's fine. You know what I'm saying? So uh, yeah, I think like uh, for for me, uh, I thought Force Awakens was great when I first watched it because it was like that nostalgia. It was like the first yeah. time like Star Wars and nostalgia were in the same sentence for me. You know, mm-hmm. like thinking about it that way. Uh, but then like on rewatching Force Awakens, it's really not that great of a film. Like there's good po- oh, you don't points think so? in it, but there there there. I, once I pulled away like the the veil of excitement of excitement of watching it open at night, I was just like, oh, it's fine. But there's some interesting plot holes in it that you know don't necessarily make a, a ton of sense. They're, yes, there there were certain things in that movie, and we'll talk about games. I promise in a second. Uh, there were things in that movie that I was like, oh, I'm interesting. I'm like, I'm interested to see how they sort of explain this or t- with, like what they're gonna go with this in the next ones, and they just don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just kind of ends, and part of that's with the whole directing switch, switch kerfuffle yes, or whatever. Yes. But you know, I I think it really kind of reaffirmed to me with this new trilogy that one of the biggest issues with Star Wars is storytelling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They find they found out that there's not there's not many stories to tell, <laughs> right? With with that sort of. The, with the original trilogy, because I do think that the original trilogy is pretty good. Like, I think they hold up pretty well with the, some of them, sometimes you have to look at like episode four with the lens of like, we love this. Well, and <laughs> I know? think episode four for the time it was made, I think like that absolutely has to be in your thought with it. Like what kind of exactly. movie that was for when it was made at the time. Like that's amazing. Right. Like, it still blows my mind. 
Mm-hmm. My mom said that like her family was not mo- they were not movie people, and she was like, we saw that multiple times times in theaters just because it was so crazy and so exciting and so good. Yeah, and, and I do think you know some of it doesn't look great and doesn't like hold up necessarily awesome, but I think that the core of the story is still really good, and and I think that the like emotional beats and stuff are are pretty good as well. That said, I've played a lot of Star Wars video games. A lot of uh, most of them do not hold No, at not all. at all. <laughs> and I think that if you said, hey, Peter, you, you're going to play this for 50 hours because that's how many hours you played it when you were a kid, I think I would, I would try and f- find a way to fake my own death <laughs> and get out of it. Uh, I mean, so let, let me also preface this by like, I played a lot of, I played a lot of Star Wars games, man. It's, so here are some highlights because I'm just looking at this list and there's no way we're going to be able to talk about all, no. all of these. But some highlights in my life have been obviously the Chuck E. Cheese Star Wars game uh, that is, I assume, not exclusive to Chuck E. Cheese, but also probably found at your local Brunswick zones or whatever, wherever arcades you might, Dave and Buster's perhaps. Uh, and it was like you had like a throttle controller and like it, you went through a handful of different. Was like, this the one when you like had a lightsaber? So it ends with the lightsaber fight between you and Darth Vader, okay, but yeah. you, you do play as like you're in a, in a X-Wing doing a trench run, and then you also do a mission where you're like on the ground on Hoth, and it's kind of like an on-rail shooter, and like there, there's a handful of different different things that goes on in it. And it's it's actually like, I'm, pro- I'm sure it's probably not very good, but like that was always, the whenever you went to an arcade as a kid, you hoped they had the Star Wars machine. Uh, and, and then on top of that, so... Uh, my family owns a Star Wars pinball machine. Have I ever talked about that? No. In my basement, we have a Star Wars pinball machine, and it's awesome. And we, I, I like, it's great. And we we played that for hours and hours and hours when we were kids. Um, Are you like the a reason pro we, pinball player? I'm actually pretty good. Yeah, I like, I, 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 I never understood that you could be good at pinball. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and then people are yeah. like, legitimately good at pinball. My dad, my dad is like crazy good at pinball. The reason they actually bought that was because they were going to buy a life-sized Boba. My parents, before I was born, I think, were going to buy a life-sized Boba Fett made out of Legos. <laughs> <laughs> and they, it was on eBay. And they basically said like, okay, we cannot go over this price. And then they got outbid at the last uh. second. And then, and then they were like, okay, well, we need something for this basement. And so they're just like, Star Wars pinball machine, obviously. Obviously, I think they clearly awesome. made the right choice. Oh yeah, I mean, like again, I, me and my siblings, we spent so much time playing this machine to the point where, like, the paddles have worn down just a little bit. Like, there are certain things that you can't do anymore. There are certain exploits, if you will, um, <laughs> that you can't do anymore because the paddles have just worn down just over time and use and stuff. But um, Force Unleashed is good. You ever play that one? Uh, I've I've seen playthroughs of it, um, uh, but I have not played it yeah let me say when i say force unleashed is good let me caveat it was fun in 2009 when i played it on the wii uh and then i i played force unleashed 2 on the xbox 360 and that game sucks a big pile of dog <laughs> shit <laughs> what about you what are, what are some highlights so for you I, as well? I think the like looking at the games i played here what the the games i probably spent the most time playing and this is an embarrassing uh one is are the super star wars games for the super nintendo yeah those are 
those are rough though, aren't they? They're, like, they're not they're like great. Side scroller platformers. Yeah, they're they're, they're they? kind of difficult platformers, and you could be like different versions, like of the characters. Like you could be Han Solo, you could be Princess Leia, mm-hmm. you could be uh, uh, Luke. Obviously, name 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 more Star Wars characters. Uh, Porkins, Moth Gideon, uh, Mon Mothma, <laughs> Wedge Antilles, Biggs, um, Greedo. Sabulba, Jar Jar Binks. Were, were you hearing? Uh, or, were you hearing mine, or was my audio cutting out? No, your audio was cutting out. Were you also saying? Absolutely not. I was just letting you go. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> um, Attila the Hut. Oh wait, no, Attila the Hun. That's a history. Yeah, yeah I was saying okay. <laughs> no, because there's Jabba the Hut and there's Jabba's sister. Well, there's a whole series of them. Uh, I've been watching the Clone right, right. Wars, and then there's I forget their names, but. Uh, you know what? Let's just go with Clone Wars characters. Um, Rex, obviously. You got Commander Cody. You got Commander Bly. You got Ahsoka Tano. Excuse me. You have um, Assange Ve- Asajj Ventress. You got Count Dooku. I'm going to stop. Count Dooku is actually cool in the in the uh, Clone Wars show. Yeah, he's cool. That's kind of what I found about a lot of Star Wars stuff. I was like, hey, this is actually very cool when it's not in the movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do like... Yeah, it doesn't matter. We, Video games, Star Wars video games. What other video games do you <laughs> so like? I played a lot of those Super Star Wars ones, and I actually had the yeah. first one uh, only when I was growing up. And then I was at Toys R Us uh, uh, 10, 15 years ago, and they had like Super Nintendo games for sale. And I was like, oh, oh that's awesome. And then they had uh, the uh, other two, and I was like, okay, I'll buy these ones. So then I got them all, and I, I started playing mm-hmm. them, and I'm like, immediately, these are not very good, <laughs> these um, are unplayable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, I, I played a little bit of KOTOR and that was good because I, I did enjoy that, that from what I played, but I never finished it. Um, mm-hmm. and I think that is definitely one of the, the holes in my gaming library that I got to go back and finish one day. Um, specific, I, I wonder how it holds up. That'll be, that'll be, mm-hmm. that'll be a fun test, but I mean, Bioware and Star Wars, two of my favorite things. Like how can that possibly be bad? Right, right. Like I think I've I stopped heard... playing right when I got my lightsaber, which seems backwards, Mm-hmm. But that's when I stopped I, playing. <laughs> I have heard that it there's like a version on the on like an iPad that's actually pretty good. It's like five bucks. So I was actually planning on playing that earlier in the year, but it just didn't happen. Too too many games this year. I know. What the heck? Knights of the Old Republic. <laughs> be worse. <laughs> <laughs> actually, please be better. I'm I'm hoping that it's good. I've not played it, but. Yeah, and then I played, um, you know, I played uh, various other uh, Star Wars games here and there. Um, mm-hmm. One game that I actually put a surprising amount of time in uh, was uh, Star Wars War- Rogue Squadron 2 Rogue Leader for the GameCube. Uh, I have that, had that as well. Yeah, mostly because that was one of the few games that came out with the GameCube. <laughs> because that launch lineup was yeah, a little yeah. thin. And that was one of the ones I got uh, and played through a lot. I never beat it. I think I got to the last mission and it was just a little hard for me. Because mm-hmm. I was a little baby boy at that point. Yeah, I didn't get far because it was the kind of thing. Like when I played, when I played a lot of GameCube, there was not a lot of reading going on, so there was not a lot. So there was a lot of like failed objectives. And I was like, well, what was I supposed to do? Yeah. I was like, <laughs> well, what it told you to do. Um, do you, you play a lot of Star Wars Battlefront? I played so much Star Wars Battlefront, like the first, two, like the original ones on the PS2. Oh, I have not. I never played those other than like on demos at like uh, really? stores or whatever. But like, um, no, I have not. We bought a PS2 used with a copy of Star Wars Battlefront, and that's all we had for, like, two years. <laughs> like, I, like, I'm a PlayStation 2. Like, seriously, we would spend so much time playing Star Wars Battlefront 2. Was that one online, uh, too, or was that, with like, just kind of, like, local? Uh, I mean, you probably could connect it online with their whatever ports that they had, but we played just the just 
me and, and my siblings, we would all trade off because there's three of us. So it would kind of like, we had a rotation, you know? Um, but the split screen on that was great. And it was just like, it was so cool and it was so good. And there was actually like a lot of, to my, to my memory, there was like a decent amount of like Star Wars lore that was actually in there talking about like the different like infantry types and, and whatever else. But it just makes like, let's talk about the elephant in the room here. It just makes the, the recent Star Wars battlefronts like feel so bad. Because they look, they captured the aesthetics so the well. The sound, the look. I mean, it looks like you are playing a Star Wars the, movie. Right, yes. Like, it's awesome. It just sucks that it sucks so bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I've actually, so I've played a lot of the original one. Uh, was it 2016? 2015. 2015. Um, I, I played a lot of that one when I got an Xbox One, because I got an Xbox One in 2016, and I had that game and... Quantum Break, <laughs> and so, <laughs> so it's, I was cycling between those two, um, and then did did you did you hop on Battlefront Two sort of at the beginning or uh, not at you... the beginning? It was free. Okay. I, I think I have it on. Um, uh, I think I played it either on Xbox or PlayStation for a little bit. Just jumped in the multiplayer because it was free, and I was yeah. just like, "Hey, we'll go through this and, and see what's going on." And it was more Battlefront from 2015. Yeah. So let me let me say this about Battlefront Star Wars Battlefront Two. So I picked it up several years after the fact because, and it was like the kind of thing where it was at GameStop and it was on sale for like 15 bucks. And I was like, that's still too high to, to, to buy this game for. <laughs> Turns out they fixed it. Turns out they, they like fixed it and it's a good game now, but it doesn't like a little too late. You know what I mean? Yep. Like the, the single, what the is boat. it? Single most. You missed, the, yeah. you missed the starship destroyer. Correct. Yes, uh, we're, we're making the jump to light speed, and you were not on the A-Wing. That's a ship. <laughs> the TIE Interceptor. That's another ship. So, so uh, the Millen- Millennium Park. Millennium, are you talking about Lincoln Park? Crawling in my skin! <laughs> um, I do like Lincoln Park. Uh, not probably anymore. But what I'm saying is, Star Wars Battlefront 2, I've actually played quite a lot of. Have you played the campaign? No, I want. That's one of the things that on a on a cold, snowy day when I have nothing else going on, I do want to get into. It's like worth it to play, if not if nothing else, other than the reason to just be like, why would they do this? <laughs> like, why why was this decision made? In like, how did this get made? <laughs> so there's a section, there's a level where you um, you play as Luke. Okay. And you're hanging out we're hanging out with a uh imperial guy and you just fight bugs for an hour on a planet and then the guy goes maybe he's not so bad after all. For an hour. It's not an hour. I mean that that's where I actually stopped playing the campaign cuz I was like I think <laughs> I'm good with this. But it's uh the multiplayer is pretty good. And and the thing is like it's a very good game to play with like a podcast in if you just want to like this looks very Star Wars, sounds very Star Wars, captures the feel pretty well. Um. Yeah, but it's not like like I wouldn't say you gotta play Star Wars Battlefront two, man. I would I would recommend the original. I well maybe not anymore. <laughs> well, at it the probably time, doesn't that, probably doesn't that's hold that's a nostalgia game well. for you, right? Absolutely. I'm sure. I'm sure if like I rolled up to someone's house, obviously not in the now times, but I roll up to someone's house and they're like, "Yo, I got a PlayStation two. We're playing Star Wars Battlefront two. We'd be like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> like, <laughs> like Do you- I'm good with the sniper class. Do you know what happened a year ago this weekend? 
A year ago, let's see, well, one year ago, it was 2019, and I don't remember. Well, <laughs> it was my dad's birthday. Well, a year ago, a year ago, this weekend-ish, uh, mm-hmm. I started playing Jedi Fallen Order. Hmm, a gentleman's game. Yes, yes, for my brand spanking new Xbox One. Now, when's the last time you've turned that baby on? <laughs> Actually, I've, I've turned it on several times uh, for Destiny 2 because, uh, you know, okay, free yes, stuff. Yes, and yes. Um, I actually went back and played some of this stuff this weekend as well. And it's been on quite frequently. Um, uh, my girlfriend has been uh, jumping into Peggle. Mm, yeah. That is a quality game. Yep. Um, so I played Jedi Fallen Order. And I went, that came out uh, November 15th. So I played it a, you know, a little bit after launch. And one of the yep. things I was hearing a lot about was how it was it was a little messy. There's some technical issues mm-hmm, in it, a little, mm-hmm. little, little floppy in some places. Um, and I, I think that remained true when I played it initially and when I went to re uh, kind of go through some stuff this uh, past weekend. Yeah. But that story... It was pretty darn good. <laughs> yeah, so I actually I didn't play it until March or so. So it was at the beginning of like, you know, everyone's staying home at like lockdown. And my brother lent it to me before it happened. So I was like, just me and you, Star Wars, Jedi Fallen Order. Let's see what you got. And I didn't like it at first. I didn't it felt a little flighty. I like the jump, the single jump was like, oh, this is not a mechanic, huh? And then I started to realize, like, mm, I'm going to get powered up here. And then once you start getting powers and stuff, it starts getting better. But I, I felt like I wasn't good at, enough at the combat. Like, I wasn't getting in fights often enough where the bad guys had, like, a sword fight with me. Yeah. Other than, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where, where it wasn't, like, block, hit, and they're dead. And then so there was a boss, like, there was a boss midway through that was the first boss that wasn't uh, you're supposed to lose this fight fight because they do that like eight times at the beginning, not eight, but like they do it a lot at the beginning of that. But so she pulls out her lightsabers and it's like, all right, time to go. And I was like, wow, that was really hard. I'm sure this was like a supposed to lose fight. And then it responded to me. I was like, oh, no, <laughs> gotta beat this but, uh, somehow. <laughs> yeah, it's a good, it's a good game. I really, if I may, I'm so sorry. There's a moment when you learn how to do a double jump and it tells you, <laughs> The name of this ability is called the Jedi Flip. <laughs> As if that's anything. <laughs> can you imagine? Can you imagine? As we know in the Star Wars lore, younglings, little children learn how to do the Force from Master Yoda. Can you imagine him being like, all right, guys, now it's time to learn how to do the Jedi Flip. <laughs> and it's just a flip. It's not like it's just a flip. But um, yeah, it's a good game. I, I I enjoyed it. It was the second platinum trophy I've ever gotten. So that that was one of the the things, and I've said this before on the po- on the podcast about me only getting it on the Xbox because I knew I would have platinumed it. Um, yeah. B- but I only got it because of the deal I got for the Xbox One Sixty Nine yeah, yeah, yeah. for my Xbox and Fallen Order. And it was One Sixty Nine. Yeah. That's oh, really good. Yeah, I was. I bought that during Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> That's awesome. I was sitting there in New Orleans at a hotel eating at this wonderful banquet hall, and I get this like alert on my phone. And I was like, and I ordered it right deal. away. Um, but like I, for that deal, I sacrificed the platinum. And when I was playing again this weekend, I was like, ah, oh, crap! I really do want to platinum this game. But then I stopped because I'm like, wait a second, I'm on my Xbox. 
I, I don't think I'll ever get it, unfortunately, because I don't think I'll ever buy it on PlayStation and like go back through the whole thing to platinum it because I put enough mm-hmm. time in the Xbox version and I liked it, but I didn't like it that much because the thing I liked about it was the story. I think the story is yeah. fun. Um, I believe if you go on YouTube, you can watch like a three hour and 40 minute super cut of all the cutscenes, meaning that this is like two Star Wars movies worth of 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 cutscenes in this mm-hmm. and i thought they're pretty the story's great i mean this is the the time uh you know in between uh the uh order 66 that uh people want to like find out about and hear about like this is just interesting uncharted territory yes. for star wars and uh the gameplay itself is a little sloppy and i think yeah. like going back to play it this weekend uh i forget if i played control or this first uh, but Control is a much better Jedi game. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, oh, 100%. Like, you feel so, like, the powers you use in Control, how you go about doing that, you feel like such a better Jedi using those Force powers. Like, the Force powers in this game are almost like a side effect, or a side thought to kind of the yeah, sword combat. Yeah. And I think, like, a Dark Souls game is a better combat version of what they want you to do with this game. Because this is kind of like you have meditation points that act like bonfires throughout Yeah. It. And I don't feel like the dodging is very like satisfying. Um, I don't mm-hmm. feel the the actual even the sword play is that satisfying when you're like hitting people with it. And so many of the the people that you're fighting are creatures rather than like, humans, yeah, <laughs> Jedi or Sith. Um, and like I I, I don't want to sound like I'm negative on the game because I still think it's a good game. It's just like you know the the gameplay itself is not the star of this show for me. It's the story, it's, it's, the world. It's too much, like, it's trying to do too much, in my opinion. You want to make it a Dark Souls? Make it a Dark Souls. Yeah. You want to make it a, you know, whatever else, an Uncharted game? Make it an Uncharted game. Because as it is right now, or when I played it, it was kind of like, it didn't have an identity. And I think that the only way that people describe this game is it's like, okay, well, what if Metroid and Dark Souls and Uncharted were one game about Star Wars? And it's like, that is cool, but what is it going to be other than that? You know, and, and it doesn't, and, and the problem is, in my opinion, it doesn't reach the heights of any of those games. It is not hard enough, or or hard is the wrong, challenging enough to be a Dark Souls game. It is not, like, quippy and whatever enough to be an Uncharted game. It, you know, it is not, you don't get enough interesting powers to make it a great Metroid game. So it's just sort of like, it's not really not really much of anything you yeah. know what i'm saying yeah no I, I i totally totally feel that and even like the the production value of it's not super great like technical issues aside that it still has but like falling through the world and stuff like that still yeah, had yeah, that yeah. happen to me when i was doing some exploring like the 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 motion capture and like the walking just doesn't look great like it's kind of wonky sometimes isn't it yeah when you're running oh, his run is so weird oh, you, i don't know a human being who runs like that like i was playing yeah. the beginning the, the beginning thing again and i go to my girlfriend i'm like does this look normal to you she's like oh my god what's wrong with him yeah you're right i totally forgot about that but i still enjoyed the story and i think it was one of the better star wars stories i've experienced yeah i would agree and i would say that it's probably the best star wars game in a minute i yeah, like i hold i hold force unleashed in a high regard but i can't say that that's probably it's a great game yeah like like i haven't gone back to it but like i don't know i'm i'm you know we didn't get any like real dlc for this so i'm i think that they're working on a sequel if my understanding is correct because it also made money i mean but can we talk about the ending for just for a second Sure. okay so spoilers for this game if you haven't played it go play it uh skip ahead a few minutes whatever so darth vader shows up and luckily 
that was not spoiled for me in any of the TV ads. Yeah. <laughs> he shows up at the end, and I didn't see that coming. So it, like, hits so hard. I mean, like, it's like, oh, shit. It's the kind of thing, it's like, oh, it was great. It, it's so great. And the fact that he was in that TV spot totally ruined ruins that moment. Uh, and it kind of sucks. What's that? There, there's a there's a video that I, I remember watching about how powerful Darth Vader is, based on the, like people are like, oh, that's such a, a lame way that you defeat him in the end because you don't actually fight him; you just run away from him, right? Yeah. And like, there's that part when you basically have the water pressure start to like attack him, and he uses the force to like push the water back so he doesn't drown in this underwater base. And like, everyone's like, oh, come on, he's so weak. But then someone did like a a, a video about how strong he actually was, and they like did it like with how deep they were allegedly and like yeah, all the yeah, pressure yeah. and they're like this dude man like you understand like this is like this is titanic power that he has here to be able to like stop this like water from like rushing in here which is crazy right it, but but that moment is so good it's so good and it sucks that it was spoiled in that way um but also something like a, a problem i have with any sort of star wars story or any like story like this sort of in general is that the goal of the, the the protagonist's goal is to Cal Kestis, if you will. His goal is to get a list of force sensitive children and scoop them up to make a new order of Jedi. The problem with that in the Star Wars universe being set between three and four is that you know he doesn't succeed. You know, so so like at the end of the game when you you get the list and you're like, actually, it's better if it's better off if, if we don't put all these kids in one place. <laughs> Uh, it's kind of it, to me. It kind of deflates because I was like, "Well, uh, yeah, yeah." I knew, I sort of knew that was going there. Yeah, I mean, I think that is one of the things that makes it complicated. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think they handled that well because they, they yeah, win, yeah, I agree. But they, even though they mm-hmm. win, they kind of subvert the expectation there by saying that this is a dumb idea. We shouldn't do this. And I think they yeah. still like open up for so much more. Um, and with how how good they are being at like crossovers between different like genres like uh no spoilers but in the mandalorian there's several like things that have recently happened with characters showing up from other properties and other things um i feel like there's still interesting stories that need to be covered and i think like the the fallout and cal's story i think is an interesting one from order 66 and like finding Mm -hmm. out what happened to the jedi and stuff after that and how they survived and like where they went um and i think there's still interesting stuff to do can you imagine like if darth vader is more of like an antagonist in the sequel and like he becomes more of a character like they have all those darth vader comics that have really like created such an interesting backstory for the darth Mm -hmm. vader character not anakin but darth vader himself and to get more of that in like a a nicely produced video game like that would be pretty awesome oh my gosh i just i'm giving myself goosebumps thinking about oh my gosh okay ready okay okay you cross oh my gosh you cross over jedi fallen order with force unleashed and you go and you fight his apprentice yeah how dope would that be? That would be really I'm giving, cool. I'm giving myself goosebumps right now thinking about this. Yeah. That would be so cool. I'm going to write that down and email EA. <laughs> uh, <laughs> George uh, Lucas, I know you don't really have control because they forced it away from you. <laughs> do you have you ever seen that clip of him saying <laughs> that he got... Uh, by the way, I think spoilers are over. Uh, oh, except for the uh, the moment when he gets knighted with the the red lightsaber is so fucking cool. Yeah. Um, I had, I had like tears in my eyes when that was happening. I was like, oh my gosh. So anyway, um, you ever you seen that clip? Have you ever seen that clip of George Lucas when talking about, I think it's on Oprah, talking about 
selling the rights to Star Wars to Disney, and he's like, and I gave it to the white slavers over at Disney. <laughs> he, I, I think, to, to my understanding, he hates what they're doing with his stuff. Because they, they, he was going to be involved with the making of Episode Seven, and he had his ideas were too crazy for them. They were like, "Oh, that's okay." Yeah, like we we Let's saw the it. prequels. <laughs> yeah. We know we know what you can do. But you know what is great about the prequels is that like they are one hundred percent this guy's vision. Yeah, it was a bad vision. It was a dumb vision of what he saw for this series. But it's like one hundred percent what he wanted, which is something that I think you don't really see as much with big movies like that anymore. Well, I I, I disagree uh, to a certain point because I don't think like those the ideas in those movies aren't terrible. It was all about the execution. Because if you watch like Clone Wars and if you watch like mm-hmm. the uh what was the the Cartoon Network clone thing that's not canon. Rebels, Rebels. No, Rebels. no, no, not, not Rebels. Oh, it was oh, like it was like the, the cartoon version was it the Clone Wars 2? But if you watch those yeah. things like the the characters and how they set up these characters and these backstories and all the all the breadcrumbs were laid there in the prequels and then mm-hmm. they expand upon that universe like it's really kind of good stuff. Um, yeah. And like, you know, General Grievous went from such a cool character in the cartoon oh and the Clone Wars story to then being this like wheezing, like kind of like un- misunderstood character in episode three. And mm-hmm. like with all the context, it's great. It's just how they went about telling on the big screen didn't work out. That's sad. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I, yeah. Star Wars. Star Wars is good with a big asterisk. It's <laughs> <laughs> so like there's a, I think I think if you wanted to get into Star Wars now, it's like good luck. Oh my gosh, good luck. I have had the opportunity to I read so many young Boba Fett books when I was a kid. Have you ever read those? No. Oh, you say you'd never read like extended no. universe stuff. Yeah, there was just like a like a book series about like bounty hunters and it was Boba Fett becoming who he is, you know. Uh, it's starting off with him being a kid and seeing him Mace Windu kill his dad and then whatever. I read so many of those books. And so I have a very great understanding of who Boba Fett is. I tried to explain it to Elena. We watched the first episode of Mandalorian together of, of season two. I was like, so that's Boba Fett's armor. It's not Boba Fett though. Boba Fett was a bounty hunter. Actually, we'll get into this later. Let's just watch it. <laughs> and then I'm like, <laughs> it's just like, I, I think the barrier of entry is so high, and for also to be able to say like, yeah, and there's like two good movies, <laughs> like yeah, two and a half that, good that, movies. And... I I do have to say like Clone Wars though is the great way to go about that because like oh, the, yeah. the Boba Fett origin story is like canon in that, and like how they'd go about him developing into being the Boba Fett bounty hunter is pretty great. Um, yeah. I'm excited to watch Rebels. I hear good things about that too, but that's that's on my list of things to do. Yeah. But how can I possibly have time to do that with the four-hour game awards coming up and Cyberpunk being released this week? I know. I'm ex- I'm ex- I'm actually excited to watch the the game awards. Game awards. Have you seen and yeah. Cyberpunk? <laughs> yes, on the same day. Thank yeah. you very much, Jeff <laughs> Keighley and whoever directed Cyberpunk. Um, have you seen <laughs> all the people who are going to be presenting for the game awards? Yeah. If I may, please. I don't. I don't. Maybe. I don't. Maybe want celebrities doing it. I would love it if it were like industry people. You know, like, I, like I understand why, but like, does Gal Gadot know what a PlayStation is? You know, I know Stephen A. Uh, what? No, what's his name? Stevens, the sports guy. Stephen A. Smith. To the to, yes, Stephen A. Smith. Uh. He knows what Spider-Man is. I know that. I watched the ad <laughs> of him being like, he's got all the powers you know and more. 
And he's like a he's an interesting guy. I like I like the way he talks, but like why is he here? One of the Muppets is presenting. I think I think to be honest, like to make this something that is not just an industry thing and this is more of an event thing, the more celebrities and the more mainstream you make this, the better it's going to be. Yeah. And I think yeah, this is the true. year to get the celebrities in there and like, hey, do you got a green screen in ten minutes? Right, like, exactly. You know, something like that. Because I still think that video games in pub- people's public perception are just this casual thing, as opposed to it being something like the Oscars. And where the Oscars gets even people like the the casual people to watch and like care about the Oscars and the awards, I think mm-hmm. the Game Awards needs to work on getting the casual gamer and the casual people into it as much as possible. That's probably par- part of the reason why there's like 15... Um, e-sport awards that i have no idea about and i think i'm pretty plugged into the industry you know we got to start having we got to start having games people presenting at the oscars best picture next year it's gonna be ninja i mean he's 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 gonna get up there and he's gonna be like let's floss everyone have you seen that video yeah yeah yeah, like new year's eve oh it's so it's painful well have you you, you've seen him in dancing uh with the stars right not dancing with the stars the mass singer right Oh, he's on the Masked Singer. Yeah, <laughs> was it bad? Is he, can I mean, he sing? I, I don't know if it's bad or not, but like mostly, it's like I don't know if that's like the the kind of figurehead we want for video games. Yeah, anytime Ninja shows up and stuff, I'm always like, oh, nin- Ninja's here. Is there like a different room we can be in? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like not, and it's not that I don't like I don't enjoy his content but it's also just like not for me. I don't hate it. Yeah. Whatever, but it's just like every time he shows up somewhere I'm like I don't want this guy to be This is my mom's touchstone for what video games are. <laughs> you know, like like but that's neither here nor there. Um got to get we got to get freaking who's the guy who played Cal Kestis? The guy from uh Shameless I'm surprised I remember his name was Cal. I think that's important. You don't understand, like, before I do these, I'm so bad with names and faces, I literally go through and, like, write all their names down. Sometimes they get crazy and I put their picture, their character picture next to this. I had to do that with Yakuza because I could not. I was, like, watching the whole game, and they keep calling each other, like, by their first and last name randomly, so I really have no idea what their names are, Um, but I think Mm -hmm. I got it. I also wrote Dad next to one of the characters. That helped me. Yeah, I love the Star Wars Dad. He's uh he shows up at the end and he tries to kill you. That's a Star Wars joke about Darth Vader. Because <laughs> like, he's a dad. <laughs> he's he's my favorite like, dad. Who is who's your dad? That's what I was. Going who's with your that. favorite? Who's your favorite dad in the Star Wars universe? Um, my favorite. Mine Obi-Wan. is who? Who's he? He's a metaphorical he dad of? to Anakin. I guess that's true. Yeah. I suppose that's true. Yeah. I saw a tweet that was like, if Qui-Gon was alive, none of this would happen. <laughs> I was like, that's actually probably true. Um, you know who I do like? I like, uh, an, an, uh, who's the actor? Not Liam Neeson. Who's Obi-Wan's actor? Ewan McGregor. E- Ian McKillen. Uh, yeah, Ewan McGregor, <laughs> excuse me. No, it's not Ian McKillen. Ewan McGregor. I think he does a great job. I think he seems like he's, he's up for it. And um, I'm excited to see the Disney Plus show, show starring yes. him. yes. Where he goes, hello there, and ah <laughs> uh, yes, he says that in an elevator in Star Wars episode two. Remember, where he's like, "Don't don't forget about the time I saved you saved you from that Buntha pit." Ah <laughs> uh, yes, is Buntha actually the the word? <laughs> no, <Okay. laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> I bought it, <laughs> but like you could just make like here. Let's make up Star Wars things. Um, it's like a big rat with like. 
with uh, dragon feet, and it's called the Gumbar. And then we got um, like, a, a it's like a Yeti. That's actually something. No. It's a, There's no Glinox. way a Klinox is a thing. Oh, Klinox? No, Glinox is something. Uh, Klinox. Uh, there's a drug called Klinox. And then okay. what's the one that you said was actually a thing? I think it's like Glinox or Glinar. Uh, at this point, I don't know, man. Gl- it's all, we're just making things up. I mean, what's 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 real? What's not? What's Star Wars? All of those things are valid. Well, hey, thanks for listening. I actually have to I have to run in a few minutes here because you know I was going to be you know buying some power converters down at Tashi Station. That's a Star Wars joke. Got it. <laughs> Remember in Episode Four when Luke's a big baby, and Uncle Ben's like, "You can leave next year," and he's like, "Me and Wedge, we're going to get power converters at Tashi Station." That's what he sounds like. I could have been Luke. It'd be easy. Yeah, show up. Isn't it, I? I can't. I can't think of another person who one of his mo- most iconic roles is the thing that he's not the best at. Yeah, he was in Kingsman. At the beginning of Kingsman, he dies at the beginning of King. Oh, oh, come on, J- the Joker. Oh no, that's what I'm saying. Like he's. I would say he's like good. Oh, yeah. at that. But, but you. But you don't know him Luke. from. That's true. But you know that's what true. He, else he is good at? Drinking blue milk. Ah. <sighs> Yeah, okay. Anyway, so <laughs> goodbye, everyone. Thank you for listening. Um, episode 20, Hitbox Podcast, it's here. This is this is what you're listening to. Thanks for listening. Uh, hey, if you if you have any memories of Star Wars games or, or just any thoughts on Star Wars, actually, I don't want to hear about your opinions on Star Wars. You can direct those at <laughs> Justin Magovich on Twitter. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I don't want to talk to you about The Last Jedi. I've had that conversation so many times. Uh, but if you have anything else to say about Star Wars, I'll, we can talk about it. Talk about uh, Tashi Station. Talk about Swamp Rats. Talk about Gonk Droids. I like those guys. <laughs> they're they're quite fun. Uh, but if you, if you wanted to, you could share this podcast with a friend. You can follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, leave a review, something like that, or or tweet at us at Hitbox Pod or send us an email at Hitbox Official at uh, excuse me Hit, Hitbox Official Podcast at Gmail uh, do you have any, any any anything to wrap up and 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 say, Justin? Uh, I don't know how much it's going to cost me, but I really want to buy enough uh, uh, Fortnite bucks, V bucks, to mm-hmm. buy the Baby Yoda. It's probably not that much. He- you know what's great? You know what I realized as like I've gotten older, like I can buy things. <laughs> like as a kid, like seeing that, I was like, well, I'm never going to get the Baby Yoda skin. It's like I can just I'm a, I can just use my adult money and buy things. How many V bucks do you need to get Baby Yoda? Let's see if this is let's see if this is in there. Um, you can buy the Battle Pass and then just unlock it through getting to level 100. How much is the Battle Pass? Uh, the basic Battle Pass is 950. It says I don't know if any that's of this actually, is true, but that's not so bad though. 950, which is roughly nine. Uh, oh, by the way, before we go, I did in fact purchase my first emote. Oh, what it was it? It's on. It's unlimited dab. You just keep dabbing and dabbing. Yes. And dabbing. All right, everyone. Remember, old games are old. And dabbing. Bye. And dabbing. And dabbing. And dabbing. I'll stop recording. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>